Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. So today, we're going to talk about Michael Jordan and his long list of endorsements and television commercials. He pretty much covered the 1980s and the 1990s and the 2000s, and he's actually still doing ads. Um, So we thought, why not spend some time covering some of the commercials that he's done since, I don't know, since he got started in the 80s. Uh, The first commercial we're going to be looking at is a Haynes commercial from 1990. All right. Well, anyway, what the commercial was about was Michael Jordan finds comfort in wearing Hanes. So he's wearing this bright red underwear while he's getting dressed in some random room. He goes outside to play basketball with some kids. And then it starts playing a cool early 90s saxophone while a jingle about Hanes feeling so right. He looks really young in that commercial, actually. Yeah, how old was he? I don't know. So it was from 1990, and Michael Jordan uh, was born, I don't know. uh... We'd like to state we're not an authority on Michael Jordan, but we remember a lot of his commercials, so that's why we did this. So please excuse our ignorance if you're a fan. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing about Michael Jordan, actually. He was such a big deal that even for people who played Golden Axe, he actually appealed to, like, everybody. So, okay. Well, you know the thing that I was disappointed with? Mm. I liked NBA Jam as a video game. I wanted to play as him. He wasn't there. So I had to settle for Scottie Pippen. (laughs) I didn't actually know that. Um, I remember playing that. Doesn't well, oh, is it there a secret character? Isn't um Bill Clinton Arkansas a secret character? Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton. Oh, he was still governor yeah. then as well. No, he was he was uh he was the president, but the the code was ARC for Arkansas. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So in this commercial, he was twenty seven years old, and he just looks really oh. skinny as well. Yeah, it's like the the athlete thing that they don't look like they're super athletic, but they could beat you up and outrun you and everything. But the main point is that he looked good in those Hanes. Um, Was a shirt Hanes as well? I'm guessing so. The man was a shill. (laughs) You're in a freaking underwear. Who's going to see your underwear unless it's like a doctor or your significant other or something? But that's the point of the Hanes commercial. I sleep in my underwear. It's really comfortable. Yeah. What did the jingle say? Hanes feels so right. Yeah, it's also talking about how good it feels, you know what I mean? And his whole, like, blather during the thing is, like, he feels great in his Hanes. His Hanes, I don't know, makes him feel confident or whatever. The weird part of this commercial... (laughs) My accomplishments don't make me feel confident. My random clothes do. Some people feel that way. Um, And Michael Jordan helped foster those consumerist feelings. So the weird part (laughs) in this commercial are the children, I think. Yeah, that just... 
So Michael Jordan's fine. You know, it's, he needs to wear underwear. Fashion underwear. The beginning is this is Haynes fashion underwear. You're expecting fashion. You're maybe expecting him to go to the, the store or, or a dinner with his wife or something. He doesn't even appear on the court with the kids. He's going out of like, uh, I think the locker room, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, it looks like a locker room. Well, we know what Hanes is. It's pretty much just like t-shirts and underwear. It's not anything. I don't know why it says fashion brand because they're not really a fashionable brand. I think them as more of a, a functional brand. I need to not completely sweat in my dress shirt, so I'll probably wear a Hanes t-shirt. Um, that's what we used to wear in like military school. Please excuse our ignorance on Hanes? our fashion, <laughs> our fashionable knowledge. Um. And then underwear, you just think of it as underwear. You don't think of like, you know, Victoria's Secret underwear is like all dainty and pretty or Calvin yeah. Klein underwear is like, this is cool, I guess. This is just, just, just Hanes, you know? What? So when he steps out of the locker room or whatever it is, his massage parlor, um, <laughs> he bumps into a bunch of little kids um, or he doesn't bump into them. They're actually waiting for him. He was hanging inside. Maybe he was exhausted from hanging out with the children. And he's like, all right, you know, I need to take a breather and chill out in my hands so then when he steps outside he's greeted by ultra fashionable kids for the 90s anyway one of them is wearing that kind of like you remember in do the right thing kind of like a nerd like spike lee's do the right thing yeah he plays what do, who does he play um i don't remember mugs i can't remember now i'm just thinking of like basketball players mugs um, Mooch, moochie or wait is it moochie i don't remember <laughs> Please excuse our ignorance on the old Spike Lee movies. Um, it's something like that. Like, So he plays this character, Spike Lee, and he's wearing one of those little like flip bicycle hats. They were very popular back then, and they got popular oh, again yeah, in recent history. So th- one of the kids is wearing that. One of them kids is wearing sunglasses with the sunglasses part flipped up. Which yeah. is very, very classy. And then this other kid's wearing like a leather jacket or something. These are very fashionable children. Exactly. So maybe that was the fashion element. I, I don't but the, the thing that's a little creepy about it, it's like it could show like how he's putting on a cool jacket, how he's putting on a cool everything else, but he's in his underwear. <laughs> it shows him And it's on... showing like glamour shots of him. You could put it in like black and white when he's in his underwear and put like Calvin Klein or something. Be did like, he endorse oh. Calvin Klein as well? Who knows? He probably did. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? But anyway, Haynes was a big client of Michael Jordan's and I don't actually know when he started doing these commercials. I think he started doing endorsements in the 80s and I think the first one was with Nike. So this it just kind of opened the doors to <laughs> to underwear. <laughs> um, Nobody wore them before he did, and we're all the better for it. I mean, from from stuff that I was reading, he pretty much quote unquote invented athlete endorsements. So like Air Jordans came out in the eighties, I think, and that was a big deal, and it sold really well. And I think the rest of the brands and things like that were like, oh dang, we got to get Michael Jordan on board. And I think they also started using other athletes to start doing stuff. But Michael Jordan was pretty much king of the commercials. He was, he was. That's the thing, though. He was on. He, he appealed to everybody. Like that's what made it really strange. Like you can find him in a TV commercial late at night for people who were, I don't know, watching adult television show. Not adult television show, but an adult television show. 
like you could see him in a commercial for something like Hanes with a bunch of children. You'd see him in commercials for Wheaties, which again was targeted to children. But then you'd see him for like other things like Air Jordans. Okay, they also went towards children, but like a lot of older people buy shoes. And Nike is kind of an adult. It's a, They're it's a still brand, really popular, right? Brand. They're still really collectibles, right? Yeah, I'm not going to weigh in on that, but I know that they're still very, like, very popular. I don't know much about them, but I know people still talk about them and still buy them, and they still go for really uh, impressive amounts of money. Going into this, he plugged hair care. Wait, what? <laughs> he was he a bald... Plugged... That's how popular he was. He... <laughs> He plugs hair care into their hair. <laughs> he plugged hair care products, hot dogs, ballpark pranks, um, McDonald's. Oh he also did tuxedos. He did Gatorade. I think he did Coke for a little while. And then, of course, he did the stuff with Mikey. Remember, he, like he, Mike. <laughs> Mikey. Um, he did not Chev care. Chevrolet, Rayovac. Is Rayovac um, batteries? I forgot. What I, I, I think so. Wait. Check. Um, he didn't care. Rayovac or batteries, I think. Yeah, so it's what a battery. Does he use it for? And MCI. Like, oh yeah. So what batteries? What's he gonna? Oh, I want my my electric razor. I don't know. I mean, all of these things are directly related. <laughs> to... When the power goes out on my remote control, I use Rayovac. I don't know. I think it's just it's just so generic, and he appealed to everybody, so they could just be like, yeah, Michael Jordan used. But batteries he couldn't. Too. He couldn't get this big if he wasn't that good and I think the NBA like on its website officially says that he is the best there was to ever play the game going back to the commercial things he did endorse practically everything um, one of them being MCI which was the telecoms company I used to always remember they competed oh. against AT&T so with that we're going to dive into an MCI commercial from 1998 I believe I can call. I think I'll use the phone in the hall. I call my friends just to say With five cents Mondays from MCI. My Space Jam buddies and I stay in close touch with MCI's five cents Sundays. Just five cents a minute. Every minute. Every Sunday. Along with low weights. Low rates all week long. Call 1-800-SUNDAYS to become an MCI customer. I believe I can call. Okay, before you get into actually explaining this commercial, uh, I was cringing through that entire thing. Uh, so, can you... Yeah, what, what, what happened during this commercial? Um, it begins with Elmer Fudd of the Looney Tunes singing about calling to the tune of R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. This was a tie-in to the Space Jam thing. So then Michael Jordan comes in at the end that he can use MCI's worldwide five sets a minute every Sunday to talk to his old Space Jam buddies, the Looney Tunes. But they don't even have Bugs Bunny in it. They have Elmer Fudd, Daffy Duck, Sylvester the Cat, who can't talk on the phone very well, and Tweety Bird. What? And it was just a, well, just a crazy commercial. I think... That's my opinion of that one. This is stupid. That, this one, I was just cringing the whole way through. It's actually just yeah. embarrassing. The other one... Okay, weirdly enough, like, Michael Jordan in underwear, kids... We're not insinuating anything. But, like, that would be a little bit cringy or a bit weird. But this... This is just bad. Like, they're all singing to I Believe I Can Fly, but with lyrics about MCI. I believe in MCI, or why? I don't even remember what they it's said. like a... I believe I can call. 
Yeah, that's even terrible. At least MCI rhymes with fly, or to some degree. This is awful. I can call MCI or something would okay. be better. But... Uh, oh, wait, they don't say that. I believe I can fly. I, I believe I, know, I can call. I know I literally just heard it, but God. And then, you know, God bless him, but Michael Jordan cannot act. <laughs> even, uh. even in this commercial, which doesn't require way too much from him, he has probably the most monotone sure. sound to him. He's just there going... I can call my Looney Tunes or my Space Jam friends whenever I want on Sundays. And that's it. I mean, I guess it's a great deal. I don't know. I didn't use the phone back then. I remember seeing these commercials when I was a little kid. But I remember I, I also thought it was weird because it was so much later than the movie. The movie came out in 1996. This commercial was in 1998. They're still talking about Space Jam? As you, Space Jam was a big hit. We'll get into Space yeah, Jam in a second, but like... I don't think it was that big but, to, think... to run out two years on the clock. So this is actually, when you say, I remember watching this as a kid, and Space Jam was for kids, and the Looney Tunes are obviously for kids, but five cent deals on MCI telecoms, I wouldn't have thought was for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this appealing to? I guess the parents that watched Space Jam with their kids. That to actually is kind of weird. Like, grandma? Thing, that's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe it was just to call grandma and they were like, oh, you know, kids, if you dial 1-800-SUNDAYS, you can call grandma for a cheaper price. Now, kids don't exactly care about the price of anything unless there was a really frugal 13-year-old or something like that. This one's just strange. It was straight up weird. He didn't even care. He was He was corrupting and selling out children. You're like, here, rack up your parents' phone bill. I don't care. This doesn't even tie into the nag factor where, like, you show a commercial to a kid and then a kid goes, Mom, Dad, I want this, I want this. Like, no child it's is going to cool go. or it's tasty. Uh, no child it's is going to go, Mom, Dad, please, you have to use MCI 1-800-SUNDAYS. Like, if it was a phone plan and they were to talk to friends, like, the girl would talk to the other girl about shopping or whatever, and it presented it that way, like a cool Nickelodeon type of way. It's like, okay, the kid might want to use the phone, but it was like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan talking to the Looney Tunes. It's like Maybe that's... it was targeting teenagers. I don't know. I don't but actually know. But the Looney know. Tunes part sounds too young. Yeah, exactly. This also is probably a very expensive commercial. Because when you think about it, like, Looney Tunes as a character base, they're huge, and they probably cost a lot of money to use in your ads. Warner Brothers would charge a lot for them to, to be in a commercial. Exactly. And then Michael Jordan Michael... Is, is very expensive. Probably had a, a baseline of yeah. $2 million. Yeah, I'm not sure I get this commercial. Uh, and also, like, really. I hated watching it. But MCI is defunct. I don't know if it was absorbed by somebody or it changed its name, but hopefully they got know. some sort of return off of this weird commercial. I don't know who it's advertising to. It's just too all over the place. So Parents would use it. I, yeah, but definitely. It appealed to the business sense or their, their money saving or something. Maybe it's for parents who liked the Looney Tunes. So, kind of going into um, Space Jam, it was well known that uh, Michael Jordan was a big <laughs> kind of phenom. Was a phenom, but he also wasn't averse to doing commercials. Didn't they make fun of that in the film? Yeah, well, his assistant, played by Wayne Knight, who's best known as uh, Newman and Seinfeld. In one scene, he Michael Jordan was waiting for uh, him to pick him up and take him everywhere. He finally comes in. He says, "Come on, Michael." It's game time. Get your Hanes on. 
lace up your Nikes, grab your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. Ballpark meaning ballpark Frank. Damn. The hot dog company that he, he also ate their hot dogs. I really want a ballpark Frank. <laughs> so in a film that I was basically a love letter to the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan, they still made fun of Michael Jordan <laughs> for pretty much endorsing everything under the sun. I don't know maybe, how many brands. Maybe that was just his subtle way of like saying, I can endorse you too. He wasn't a great actor, but his face was enough but for people to like was, start spending It was his money. game thing. It was his game plan because his charisma isn't super high. He's, weirdly enough, I don't know, maybe it's because he's like an everyman or something. Like, he's not an everyman. He's actually an incredible, like, superstar. Super athlete. But, like, he didn't have much of an opinion. He was just there. He kind of was just a guy in a way. And maybe that was what made him appealing, that he was just... That's true. That's true. Someone like The Rock, he's, like, really charismatic and he's popular and he's, he's, like, cool and everything. But he doesn't seem as approachable. He seems like a superstar distant away from you, I guess. At least that's the way I see him. Yeah, and and I mean, I think that's just something that's been cultivated by him, and I think he's trying to get a bit yeah. warmer and stuff. You know, he's done children's movies and stuff. But in a lot of these Michael Jordan ads, <laughs> if we're talking about him, he's always, like, a lot of stuff was, was, was geared towards children, or at least incorporated children. So I think that also yeah. added to his persona in a way, because he, he was approachable. I guess you could say he was yeah. somebody that you was, could wait for him outside the locker room when he's changing his underwear and as long you put that <laughs> as long as you were dressed a real cool so real thick. in terms of his like endorsement <clears throat> side of things um in 2016 he became the world's highest paid athlete active or not with 110 million dollars <laughs> in earnings for the prior year so 100 million what? of that came from Nike but um Wow. Even even 110 this... million, 100 came from like Yeah. Uh, but that's wow. that's in 2016. Still working with him? And he's Dang. Yeah. Haynes, he's been working with for about 30 years. But what does he do now with Haynes? Just get residuals or does he I don't know. Does he still advertise them? I think he probably does still do a bit of advertising. I I, I couldn't find way to I think he does still do some advertising. Like it's very spotty. It's not like, you know, you ubiquitous as it was in the 90s but i've gained a bit more weight so i use bigger sizes extra large large. (laughs) yeah so he's just he's uh he's i think he's probably the most i don't know decorated athlete endorser in the world um for what he's done so and do you remember like like mike i think that was a big uh yeah that was was that, that was Gatorade? God, there's so many things that I he thought did. That was Nike, right? I thought it was. We Nike didn't even pay, too. We, we we us in particular didn't really even pay attention to the the game side of it, but he was everywhere, so you knew him. Yeah, he was everywhere, and you knew him. And he, all you needed to know about him as well is that he was a really, really good basketball player. Like he backed it up yeah. by yeah, being excellent. Um, there's a lot of people out there that just like they get a lot of deals and stuff like. I don't know if this is putting someone on blast or whatever, but I think like Anna Kornikova or something. I remember a lot of people were like, she's not even very good or something like that. And I I don't know much about her. I I just remember them saying that even though she was in a lot of ads. But whatever. Anyway, so we've kind of established that Michael Jordan is good at basketball and good at celebrity endorsements. We've also established that he's not a very good actor, but that doesn't get in the way of him making money. 
Um, he's been working with brands for like many, many years. He still works with Ains. He still works with Nike. He's still producing ads, actually. So we're going to look at one of the newest ads that Michael Jordan has taken part in. And it's a Nike one, right? Yeah. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I led you to believe it was easy when it wasn't. Maybe I made you think my highlights started at the free throw line and not in the gym. Maybe I made you think that every shot I took was a game winner. That my game was built on flash and not fire. Maybe it's my fault that you didn't see that failure gave me strength, that my pain was my motivation. Maybe I led you to believe that basketball was a God-given gift and not something I worked for every single day of my life. Maybe I destroyed the game. Or maybe you're just making excuses. Hmm. Poignant. It's interesting, actually. If you, look at the, if you look at the imagery and stuff, it shows... Yeah. I mean, it basically starts off with, like, statue of Michael Jordan, uh, all of his wins, or NBA rookie, all of his awards and stuff. But it kind of goes backwards in time, actually. Like, it shows... Um, so how he's... Yeah, it shows, like, like, faded hoops, like, where he used to play. It shows UNC, which was his uh, alma mater, where he Carolina. played basketball. Um, it showed like kind of plays. Yeah, it's going stuff. through his timeline. It goes through. It shows like I presume what was his high school because it says uh, Laney High Buccaneers. It shows I think what is meant to be like a deserted, desolate um, basketball court where he used to play. I think was his father, and it shows their house, that kind of thing. So it's really just kind of just really, going through his. Briefly going through his life, which is kind of... Well, like, his whole entire life was training to be that good. It wasn't just like... It just wasn't like, hey, I'm this good. He He's still trained. Although, I think the imagery is really gorgeous. And, you know, it shows yeah. the bulls and it shows all of his awards. Um, I think him giving this pep talk to the kids yeah. or to the young men looks really creepy um the reason why i say it looks creepy is because everybody's standing wearing the exact same like uniform and okay they are wearing a uniform but it's like we're all They're wearing a team. nike and it just, <laughs> yeah it just looks more but like rather than individuals just, it's like we're all nike shill. it kind of gets to me because like, beside the imagery i think the part that gets to me the most is the end it's like if i was sitting there and someone was telling me all that it's like maybe you're just making excuses it's like yeah maybe <laughs> I guess that's the point of it. It's kind of like, look, you thought it was going to be easy. It's actually not that easy. Maybe it was my fault because I made it look easy, or maybe you're just not working hard enough, which is 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 fine. You know, if you want to become legendary, I guess that's what you have to do. But the soft piano stroke in music also makes it because it like slowly builds up. Music makes a lot. You're not going to put clown music in there. It's going to have the same impact. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole thing, the imagery, the music, the message, even the way he delivers it and he's not a good actor. It, it fits all good. That's interesting that you point that out um, because I think he's probably given a lot of speeches and a lot of He's in talks. his element there. Yeah, he doesn't need to be like 
enunciating Shelf. and doing projecting and speaking from the diaphragm or something. He just needs to be talking about, look, I did this. So it does feel like he's reading lines because he is, because he's doing an over voice. But like, yeah. it does feel a little bit more like because it comes from his background, he knows what he's talking about. It feels a little bit more authentic compared to I can call my Looney Tunes friends. <laughs> that doesn't sound very authentic. Sounds kind of crazy. And <laughs> every Sunday, I believe I can MCI. So yeah, so this is this is an interesting commercial. It's it's kind of cool in its own way. Yeah, like it. it fits with obviously the Nike thing. Nike is about just doing it. It's just about, do it. <laughs> it's about sport. I mean, one of its slogans at the at the moment, or one of like the elements of its slogan is on the word athlete. They have an asterisk, and it says something about like if you have a body, you are an athlete. So Nike <laughs> considers everybody an athlete, and I think that's part of this whole feel. It's like you just got everyone's work. money. This is true, but it's it's an interesting commercial. I, I think it's just purely because you know everybody likes the story of Michael Jordan coming from a, you know, a humble means and becoming this billionaire superstar. And part of his billions were based on his relationship with Nike. So what's his net worth? So his net worth, actually, according to the internet, is one point seven billion. So yeah, he's he's a billionaire. He's done a lot. Yeah. You know. He's freaking amazing. That's so much money. I mean, guy worked for it, I guess. So we've gone through all the commercials. Um, we've done a very brief overview of Michael Jordan's history, mainly from the lens of consumerism. Um, <laughs> so what do you, let's rate the commercials. Um, so we started off with Hanes. We went with MCI and the Looney Tunes, and now we go to the Nike one. Which one was your least favorite of the three? My least favorite of the three was MCI and the Looney Tunes. My least favorite was also MCI and Looney Tunes. And I think I Oops. kind of went over why I didn't like it, but briefly, it was just really it cringy and awful. <laughs> I don't know who it was targeting. I don't know what was going on. It really, and it must really shocked a lot to put it together. Exactly. Maybe that's why they don't exist anymore. Maybe, yeah. So it was just a train wreck of a commercial for me. It was just too weird. <laughs> And that's enough of that one. All right, what was your second favorite commercial? Second favorite was the Hanes. I like that one the second best because it's just simple. I like the the jazzy jingle at the end, how it's just simply put together. I mean, he's putting on the Hanes clothes, and it appeals to kids because it's like you, you get to train with this cool basketball star. Yeah, it's nice. It's cool. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you on that one. I like it. Um, it's my second favorite as well. Um, just because, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's selling Hanes. It's very traditional. For me, it feels like a traditional 90s commercial. I don't know. It was just kind of the, 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 the way that they shoot it, the style, the children's style, not to, to leave that out. Um, yeah, and I mean, it was just kind of selling Hanes. Hanes fits right. Nothing fits better or something like that. Uh, I thought it was fine in that way. Which means your favorite commercial was the last one we watched, the Nike yep. one. The Nike one. It just, it all came together good for me. Like the imagery, like going through his history, just shows an empty gym he's training, shows his locker from high school, his, his university locker, his old house. All the time he's just saying how it, 
it's not easy. Even if you're good, you really have to train hard. And at the end, he just tells you, like, don't make excuses. Just do it. Be good. Be legendary. And he's in his own element where he's talking to athletes. So he's not, like, stilted and saying, oh, I want you to buy this cat for this product. And it's just, it all fits together. It's great. Yeah, I agree as well. It's really nicely done. A montage of images from his history. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's much more in his element and he's given that pep talk. He's older as well. So it's just, it's an inspirational commercial. I kind of sometimes hate that because it's a commercial. It's selling crap to me. Yeah, you're kind of like, I'm a bit, you know, inspired by this. Maybe I am making excuses. Or it actually does take a lot of work to get these things done. I, yeah. I have a little bit of a soft spot for athletic commercials because it's easy to show the connection between putting work in and what you get out of it so i think that's why yeah. it appeals to me a little bit more it could sell anything at the end but the important part was the commercial itself because you could have slapped anything at the end and it could have been like audi and it's like okay yeah good yeah there's a there's a link and we can all kind of like feel that every athlete is uh, every person with a body is an athlete yeah exactly i guess ghosts are an athletes <laughs> <laughs> so okay that is that is actually all of the commercials and our thoughts on it. It was very interesting. Um, it's also really interesting to learn how incredibly rich Michael Jordan is from just doing putting all your the... face on something, just slapping your face on everything possible, including he doesn't hair even care have products. hair. He doesn't even have hair, and he Look, can still make money off of it. He was a brilliant athlete, and he used that to launch the athlete endorsement market. So he's done a lot for brands all over the world. Next week, we're talking about Shaq and how he was in a genie movie and a bad video game <laughs> and other stuff. We're talking about Shaq. <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about next week then, actually? I think we're going to pivot from one of these, the Looney Tunes one, and look up weird old phone credits commercials because they were all weird. Oh, like 1-800-COLLECT. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. All right. Okay. See cool. you later. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.